And we're back. It's again, it's 12 o'clock, and it's about that time of the hour. We like to call it Unplugged and in Charge. Uh, my name is Lisekho Mapanga, and always, I'm never alone. But you're expecting to hear other people's voice, which is not going to happen. Who we do have today, though, is Avio. What's up, Avio? Yo, what's up, man? I'm chilling. What's happening with you? I'm straight. I'm straight in you, dog. 100%. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like everybody knows, um, on Unplugged, every single Thursday, 12 to 1, we always start off the show the same way. Every single time, we cut consistent with this. This is the time where we start discussing the highlights and the lowlights of the week. Yeah. But I think as of late, we've been keeping it to the highlights. And Wiz always say something crazy like, oh my gosh, I did this, I did that. He has like uh, a crazy yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I did this voiceover. I mean, it's like, he's never around that guy. I can call him now. He'll be like flying back from Cape Town. Oh. And then some people will be out like changing the world, <laughs> uh, doing great things. God. Mr. Philanthropist himself. Me, I only care about the money. That's why I'm a banker. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Regardless though, everybody always has a good week. Yeah. So I think for me, I'm, I'm quite excited because I haven't been to the show in a while, man. Work has been keeping me strapped up. But th- by talking about work, uh, yeah. I hear you're the new cat in town, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm the new dog in town, man. The, the, the new guy. You're the, the new, new guy. guy. Yeah, for the next two weeks, I'm so, the new guy. So can we initiate you if you're the new guy? Um, sure, sure. As culture, I mean, it's, it's tradition. I mean, how do you not, how do you not uh, do such? I I, I don't know. I um, it would have to be a really crappy institute, if, right? If they didn't do such. So you start on Monday, right? Yes, sir. Hundred percent. So you pretty much know most of the people in the studio now. Um, most of the guys, or we, we call them, you know, most of the core guys. Yeah, yeah. Here and there, about fifty fifty. So so who 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 do you like the most? Who do you like the least so far? L- listen, um, I said this on uh, <laughs> I said this on Ori show as well. I was like, um, um, I don't have any favors right now, man, because I'm still trying to, uh, I'm still trying to just know people and get a feel for things. So now, like, choosing a favorite, Mm-mm. okay, nah, 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 And nah. for everyone at home, if you guys are confused, this is a view, and a view is the is the new uh intern, 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 yes, sir, at Club Central, a uh, very tall guy. Thank dashing guy, um, I think I should come through and have a look at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, wanna be model? Hey, have you done that? Because you're you're hella tall. Dog. Listen, I was I was just talking to a Duncan about this right now because I saw some boss model forms and I was like, yo, man, hook a brother up or something. And yeah, then, you yeah. see, you come to Close Central and you and you get more than what than what you bargained for, right? I, 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 it's, it's so awesome, man. I, and it was like that was what I initially thought. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna know some people now. And then it really happens. So I think what we'll do is uh, we'll sign you up and become a model. Then ten percent of everything you make we'll just bring back to the studio because I mean, you know, this is where you start, right? You know, man. Ah, ten percent is nothing. Yeah, uh, levels what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 none like that, man. It's just yeah. So tell us a bit about yourself, of you. Where are you from? How did you end up here? What's the four one one? Um. Okay. So the name is Avi. I'm yeah. a I'm a Boston Media House student. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm studying at a Boston Media House in Santon. Yeah. Um, Fancy. I love this radio thing. I love this radio thing. Do you? So yeah, that's 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 why I'm here. I'm here. I I hooked up an internship. I initially wanted to come here on my own, but then um, I know somebody who knows somebody. Isn't that how it always works? Hey? It's, it's, it's gotta work like that. Look at this, this guy just pushing <laughs> corruption live. No, on no, no, it's Some not young even like nepotism. That. What's going on? It's here? not even like that, dog. It's just like, you know, you know how difficult it is just to be like, ah, you know what? I think I'm gonna hit up Super Sport and hand in my CV. And then they yeah. just barricade you right there at the security desk. They're like, nah, you can't come in. Yeah. Or like, we have no vacancies. It's you like, see? there we go. So, yeah. So like, you know, that disappointment lifestyle was not what I was about, man. So I was like, yo, 
please send my stuff through and um i got talk I to got, a person to talk to a person yeah right? yeah so i mean, I mean you're quite fast i mean obviously boston media house you're yes, here sir. you're in cliff central it's the media around yes, what are the aspirations what are the aspirations well to be sitting right where you're sitting levels shots levels right there what radio dj i see you mr cliff I'm, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm gunning for that spot what, what what kind of what kind of a show would you have and how would you be different to the other shows what kind of a show would I have? Yeah. Yo, uh, I, I haven't thought that far out. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. It's just something fresh, funny, you know, man. Like, I, I got a lot of ideas. Like, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, just something out of the box. But you see, this is, this is my thing with creatives, though. And this is why I don't like. So yeah. I'm a very technical guy. And yeah. I don't like working with creatives. Cause that's how you guys are. You just, you have these vivid dreams, you know. I want to You have to be. But though. you like, there's, there's no like 10 point plan of what's going to happen once it's there. The thing is, when it happens, it just happens. You'll see it and you just be like, oh snap, that, that shit right there was it. Like, yeah. that, was, that was it. So, it's yeah. like, it's like when, when creatives make, like when, well, who is it, is a designer when you made the panda the song. Panda, yeah, like, yeah. how do you make that song, guys? I pretty much, he just rocked out, was like, just panda, panda, Listen, panda, panda. And I looked it up, cause, um, I looked the lyrics up, and yeah. um, basically what he's saying is that, um, a white X6 kind of looks like a panda. And then you actually look oh, at the white X6, like the lyrics explain it all. Yeah. yeah. Black X6, Phantom, white X6 look like a panda. And I was like, that thing does kind of look like a panda. <laughs> Especially from behind, I'm telling you. So, it's, it's, it's just, it's creative. You see things that other people don't see. That's okay. You know, know clearly, like, I'm a fish out of water. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, you strike me as the cool kid. You know what's happening out here. I didn't know Panda was about a song. I Check thought it was it. a panda. Genius. Check it out. You'll Genius. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know what half of these guys are rapping about anyway. Like, like, Nasty C and his juice. What happened to his juice? It got lost. It so, got lost. So he had to get it back. So he had to get it back. So he made a song about getting his juice back. It's, it's the mojo. What juice was this? And why was it so epic that he had to get it back? Um, well, um, it's the mojo, you know, like Austin Powers had his mojo. Yeah. So that's the juice, basically. <laughs> uh, from, from what I understood is that that was the juice. And basically this dude was like, I lost it. I have to get it back. It I, happened to Austin Powers. I think you must just be a regular person yet yeah, because I think you break these things down that we don't know much Yo, about. Put me on, put me on. I'm straight up here. So I mean, how long are you here for though? I'm here for the next two weeks. Hopefully longer than that, but I'm here for yeah. the next two weeks. As it is right now. And clearly, I mean, uh, fees are falling for you because I mean, if you're studying in Sanson. Listen, um, this is what I also have to say. I'm gonna put a cosign on. Um, shout out to Mo Flavor. Levels. He, yeah. He's sponsoring the kid, man. He gave is me it? Yeah, he gave me a bursary back in 2014. So, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, so, yeah. Had to audition for that. And he chose me and I was like, alright, thanks man. I'll make you proud. So, so how'd you win it? Explain that. Um, basically it's, um, it's, it's like, um, you, you go there. Yeah. You go, you go to Boston basically and then you get a script. It's like, it's like an audition. You yeah, get a yeah. script. Um, Mo Flavor sitting there with a couple of other guys in the studio. Basically what happens there is that you're going to present the script to him like you do on a radio show. Yeah. Um, and then from there they judge and they like you or they don't like you. So you pretty much did a demo for radio and that's how you got your bursary. Yeah, live demo. Yeah. Live demo on radio. Got the bursary. Got like a, yeah, two weeks later he called me up and he was like, Hey man, come through and receive your shit. And I was like, thanks man. So you know what? So every, every week here, uh, yeah. speaking of addition and what you've done, I think it's a great time to exploit this. Yeah. So if you did, um, a, st- a stint there with more flavor and that's how you pretty much got your, your gig, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we have you on Gentleman by Choice. We call it the Motivation Minute. All right, all right. So for one minute, right, I'm going to play the track now. But for one minute, I want you to give us uh, a motivational, uh, not a quote, but a motivational session, if you would. For a minute. For a minute. Damn. Okay, we'll make it 30 seconds, but whatever please, whatever it is, please, man, right? Please, please, Because, I mean, if you can get a breast out of that, this should be like a walk in the park for you, right? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, I'm going to just find, I think I'll, we'll, we'll probably play... 
the 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 bed music for for unplugged. So we're All gonna right. play it. I'll fade it down a bit because it is quite loud. And then you give us anybody out there, whatever motivational message you wanna you wanna send to them. Dang. All right. Whatever wow. motivational message you wanna send to them, right, but let's make sure that the other viewers somewhere in Eastern Cape yeah, or yeah. or wherever, for them to really get motivated. Let's let's uh let's do that. What do you think? Uh, let's do it. So if other kids want bursaries as well. Yeah. I dog, I dog. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Here do we it. go. All right. Um, do I have to sound all like intellectual language? Yo, be you, man. All right, cool, cool. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's a tough road out there. A lot of a lot of things happen. Um, a lot of doubts come into yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, Tell them, son. People may discourage you. People may say you're not good at this. You're All not good the time. at that. Um, but basically, just keep on pushing. Every day. There's opportunities out there. Take them by the first sight you see them. Uh, I, I, I'm not prepared. So by the first sight you see them, um, at first hand, just take it. You never know where it might lead you. Keep going, son. You know, you're you're preaching to you. me. You're preaching to and, me. Um, don't give up. Ever. Don't give up. The road is long. But stay strong. I like that. I actually ride. I like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom. And just like that, you've inspired the people so much. Thank you. That people couldn't stay at home. They just had to come to work. Shout out. Mr. Theo, how you feeling? I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm all the way up. You what? I'm all the way up. You're all the way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I was, uh, sorry, man. I was, uh, you can hear me. I'm out of breath. Bro. Whew. I was traffic. <laughs> Tra- traffic took it out of me. I almost jumped out of my car and started running. Dunk, you would have you would have jumped out of the car and ran here, yeah, right? Yeah, son. <laughs> Every day, all day. Level. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's a turn up here. Uh, Vaughn Theo's back in the building. What's up, son? You know what it We're is, here man. with the VOE, the very new intern at Cliff Central. It's a turn all right, up. Cool, man. Yeah, cool, uh, cool. Where's his on his way? I think he he probably is running. Yeah. Yeah, he might be. I mean, where's always comes? Where's you know where's it, bro? He's always on the road. He's always busy. He's, he's always, always lit, he's always man. Somewhere. Always yeah. out taking <laughs> over the world. So the new, the new intern in the building, bro. Yeah, yeah. Shout that's out, me, man. man. Good to meet you, man. Thanks, I, thanks, I think thanks, everyone out there is meeting you the same time as I'm meeting you. Yeah, I know it is like it. We keep it live here, man. Nothing scripted. Shot. So I mean like we start every show, right? Uh, I just want to find out one real quick highlights of the week, man. Blow me away. Highlights of the week. Yo, dog, it's been crazy, man. I think uh since last week, Wednesday, it's been hectic, man. Like we we dropped Shane Eagle's single. Yeah, that yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, that thing was Lit. fire. Lit. The, the world yeah, the, 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 the country took to it quite well, bro. Like Twitter's all over the place, you know, people are emailing, it's it's pretty hectic. So that was that was really dope. We uh we nailed that uh and now we've got a couple of other things coming up. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, bro. We've been like, yo, dude. If I can tell you, like, I feel like I'm doing 900 things at once. You know what I mean? Because I've got a whole done. lot of stuff on the side that I'm trying to push to and trying to collaborate with. So I think uh, highlights would be the fact that you know we're moving. And that was that. And then and then I view it. Uh, I'd like to think that your highlight is that you're no longer statistic now, right? Yeah, you're yeah, no longer yeah, an unemployment yeah. un- <laughs> statistic. No, 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 no. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the people of Cliff Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for for this opportunity. Yeah, don't mess it up though. Nah, nah, I can't. We ain't I never can't. gonna forgive you for that. <laughs> what about yours, bro? What's yours at? You know what? I'm actually pretty chilling. Um, I think yeah. this was a good reflection week. I haven't been to work the whole week. Oh, that's dope. I'm actually writing exams, so it's not oh, dope. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But I mean, the nice thing about those though is that you, you get to sit back and just look at how everything's been planning out and you get to almost refocus yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. for real, bro. It's, it helps. Like when you take some days off and if, even if you're doing the, the studying thing. Yeah. Just that, just that time to just sit and think and, cause like, Work, we all know, man. Oh, <laughs> it's lit. Spins. It spins. Like, there's it's a constant lit. whirlwind. Like, 
running, like spinning around your head when you when you're at work. You almost get into that zone. So it's uh, it's it's good to break away. And uh, yeah, so I, th- I think I'm I'm more sharper now, and it's a good thing. I mean, it's halfway through the year. It's a good time to reflect. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. you know what I mean. I've shout realized out. that. Uh, I still have aspirations to be as tall as a viewer, but oh, yeah. I'll never be as cool as, cool as Vaughn. Is that, is, the is, that, is that why you've been hanging from your door? Dog. <laughs> to try and stretch you your see, back out. Did oh, you see God. me on, 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 on the snap? I feel you, bro. <laughs> I feel you. Like, hang I'm like, I'm thinking, what's this guy doing? I thought it was, thought it was pull-ups, but I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> I'm trying to have muscles like you here, man. Yeah, got to do some push-ups. Yo, Yo and speaking about that, guys, um, I mean, so this entire week I've been speaking to a couple of of guys at work and they're all on that uh summer bodies are made in winter yeah. right oh, yeah. we're pretty much in winter now like it's lit it is um yeah. it's very lit and, and Vaughn and i know that we have a lot of work to do but yeah. i've been running i've been running 3.6 days yeah i've been, yeah, I've been playing 3.6 days is good yeah. bro i've been playing i've been playing some soccer man so i've been trying to you know i've been trying to you know shed some shed some kgs because i know i pick <laughs> i know i picked them up in the summer bro like uh, i don't know what, what was wrong with me like i you know the thing is because i don't really uh I, I used to be a sportsman, so I never really thought about Working losing weight. Out. Yeah, 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 because it yeah, just used to be part yeah, of my yeah. life. It's just, yeah, you sure, know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, it's just there. Yeah, so now <laughs> it's like I've got to, I've got to reevaluate the way I look at this whole thing, and uh, and, and you know, I, I gotta get inspired by everyone out there that's so dedicated to it. Because like, yo, bro, like, trust me. Social media is full of dedicated, <laughs> <laughs> of dedicated gymmers, bro. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get my shit straight. So I've been working, I've been, uh, I've been doing a little bit of football, but I've, yeah, I got a bit of injury, so I'm, I'm chilling out at the moment. Yeah. So, so I've been trying, man. But I think, I think you know, shout out to everyone that is doing that, that uh, grind in the gym, because come summertime. You know who's flexing. It's going to be lit. Ew. I'm going to walk around with a tough off. <laughs> I'm going to bang like I'm here. Yeah, just a tie. <laughs> just a tie. <laughs> and a viewer, I don't think a viewer needs to work out, right? He just, like, tall people, I don't know. Tall people don't, I don't think they need to put in that much effort. No, but I do, man. I have to. Um, especially after this past week, weekend's um, Champions League. Like, after Ronaldo took that top off, I was like, man, this guy. Yeah. yeah. So I had to, I had to do something. Bro, well. Ronaldo takes his top off. Everyone in the world puts theirs back on. <laughs> I was just so hacked about that. And I was like, but did right. you hear about uh, Ronaldo's baby mama or whatever? The fact that she cheated on him with The Rock when they were filming the movie Hercules. Oh, for oh. real? So, I mean, but I mean, if you look at like Ronaldo's body, look at The Rock, you know. It's, ah. I, you, you <laughs> blame. I mean, this, these things are important. But, but, but it was a thing that didn't, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger once said that too. Yo, like, Ronaldo's board is actually perfect for sportsmen. Yeah. Like, so, like. And he was in the country last week, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Arnold. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the expo, was. yeah, the expo. For there. the Arnold Classic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently that, apparently that was quite a, quite a dope event, yeah. But I mean, that's one of the things that I'll probably never aspire to, no matter how much I work out. To be a pro bodybuilder, it's just not worth, it's not, nah, I yeah. can't do it. Yeah, I know, it's, uh. I think there's more to life. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's. They're like eating rice cakes and like peanut butter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I mean, like chicken breast only. Oh like, my gosh! Like like dry yourself out. Yeah, don't drink yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, you gotta no no frying. Nah, cool. dog, we're frying. not about that yeah, life. Yeah. Plus, there's a lady selling marquinha at my place. Oh yeah, yeah. Lit. Lit. I bought ten of them. <laughs> I ate all ten yesterday. Shout out! It was lit. Queen's cakes. Beast. You know, she's talking about flexing. I'm talking about flexing. The, the ANC are vowing to fill up the biggest stadium in Africa. Yeah. 
this uh yeah it's been training on twitter the the ncgp do you think uh do you think that's do you think that's possible i think they tried to do a similar thing in eastern cape and yeah, it didn't work yeah <laughs> yeah but they've been flexing on twitter like they've been saying like they vowed to fill it up they've got 1700 buses full of people already apparently like this is what they what they what they're aiming to fill and i mean you know it's, and i'm glad that you brought that up because um i wanted to highlight that now just to find out i mean have, have all you guys been registered to vote a viewer yeah. um listen i'm i didn't I didn't register. You didn't register. Didn't register. Interesting. I, I voted for. I, I voted the last time, but like you know, voting this time. Nah, no. Okay, this let's time. pocket the accrual. You now, now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Of course, I registered to vote, bro. It's, it's Vaughn, though. Come on. What? Come on. <laughs> As he drops his phone. <laughs> yeah, no. Serious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I had to register to vote, man. Like, I feel like. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's my responsibility as a citizen. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even though I don't have like 100% full faith in anyone, uh, yeah. really, I just think you, you know, you got to put an X on something. So, I mean, Vaughn, why? <laughs> <laughs> why can't start a party? Dunk, you know what, bro? I'm actually thinking about doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking about putting out a whole campaign next year, like following it up. Pulling a the, young Kanye. Yeah, bro. 2020. Shout out. <laughs> Shout Vaughn, out. Vaughn the poet, president. <laughs> And then, and then we'll have leadership 2020 back you as well. It's lit. Lit, dog. It'll be lit. Absolutely, bro. What? Hiring Duncan. Lesejo's involved. Actually, nice. Lesejo's like my number one advisor, teammate, number one teammate. And then Avia will register too. He'll be like your first person to vote Sh- for you. Shout out, yeah, dog. I, I you definitely vote for vote. me, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. I think a lot of people will vote for me, definitely. bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see that, um, that, that, you know, the NC of, uh, the NC are, um, aiming to fill the biggest stadium in Africa. I almost feel like, I don't know, you guys can give me your opinion on this, right? It's like this culture in South Africa now, like fill up, you know, yeah. like, like fill up the fill up yeah, the dome, fill up the FNB, fill sure. up, fill up. And it's like it's it's so it's so insane how influential our entertainment industry is, you know, yeah, that, that yeah. now to make a statement, you know, the 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 way they're articulating their statements, these these mm. political parties, is by using the the the, the fill up um, kind hashtag. of the hashtag or sure, whatever, you sure. know, like they want to fill up the biggest stadium in Africa, which is like. Pretty much what they're saying is we're gonna make a we we, we want to make a statement, but it's just amazing how our entertainment industry uh, influenced the our, the, the way else. our political it's, industry it's, it's popular culture right articulates himself exactly, bro. And and I mean the, the way I see it now with the whole ninety percent quota happening, it's, sure. it's gonna get even more lit, you know. Yeah, it's gonna get yeah. even more lit, and I think that was a stroke of genius for me. Like why we didn't do that years ago, I don't know. The fill up. No, the uh, the ninety percent quota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. all the music. Oh man, like like artists have been fighting for that for years, bro. It's been yeah. crazy. So I think yeah, exactly. I, it, it it hasn't happened in a while, but I mean, shout out to Sludi uh, and them for for pushing it through. But speaking about politics, though, I'll be honest. I don't think they'll fill it up. I think it's just pressure. Yeah. Um, I think they've realized how many votes they've lost. Because I speak, I speak to a lot of intellectuals. I speak to a lot of young people, old people. Shut up. And and everybody's just saying we're going EFF. And it's funny because they're not voting for EFF because they want them to rule the country. No, they just voted for EFF just to put enough pressure on everybody else. Everybody just puts up their socks. Sure. But I mean, uh, that's just my opinion. But my opinion doesn't really matter. The only person's <laughs> opinion who really matters. Is the person that uh, everybody just listens to the radio just to hear their voice. Like, oh my gosh, let's talk, your voice is so squeaky. Where's your friend? And my friend is right here. What's up, dog? Yo, yo, yo. What, guys? <laughs> Where's, oh my gosh. Let's say. <laughs> What's going on, Rizzo? No, man. Everything's good on this side. Um, guys, the traffic yeah. is rough. Yeah, it's deep. Today, yeah. Ravonia. Has come to a standstill. Yeah, for real. I don't know what's wrong. I Goodness. Think there's probably like one robot. 
Oh, you know how everyone yeah, is. Yeah. One robot. The next thing you know, everything Yo, is back down. No, there's someone who, somewhere who's like, no, I'm I'm done with life. He just <laughs> pulled his handbrake in the middle of the road, yeah. and everyone must suffer. It's like probably works for the ANC. Please tell him not to be done with life. He's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like one of our political points. Interesting. <laughs> Actually, what if you could do that and you could say, guys, if you don't de- deposit, uh, I don't have money for rent. You just go park in the highway in the Man, middle, and you're like. Handbrake. You're like, if you want me to leave, guys, time. help me, please. <laughs> Donate to Lesejo. Five rand at a time. But I mean, the way Pickles, <laughs> the way Pickles going up right now, I'd probably be the first person to do that, like, as I leave right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'll just pull up my handbrake. Yeah, pull like, up the handbrake. And what if that could be like a, actually, they did do a strike like that. Um, they were striking for the e-tolls, so they. I was there in the traffic. You were there in the I traffic. I was there in the traffic. They were I, on the highway. Yeah, yeah. and then there. and then five six cars just decided to stop, and ho- hopefully mm. the cars behind them decided to do the same thing. So it was, let's say, the first couple of cars. Let's say the first twenty cars, or were were stopping because they were protesting against e-tolls, and then the other thousand cars were like, "What's going on in front there?" I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a robot. <laughs> yeah. When do they put robots on the highway? Yo. <laughs> Man, you should see the picture. In front it, it's it's clean. Yeah. And then it's these row of cars neatly. Yeah. They've parked. I'm and sure they even playing go to right there. <laughs> jump, 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 jump. They just chilled. You know, they're like uh, we ain't going nowhere today. Yo. I think it's time to yeah. get a chopper, guys. I don't know. Yo. What do you think? Donald That's Trump is best. on that. Tr- Chopper vibe, yeah. Like chopper vibe. Yeah. He's actually he's, he's gonna fly that chopper all the way to becoming president, bro. Dude, like the way the like, race, it looks it's, like it's, it. it's scary. He's it looks like over, right? I think 2016, 2017 is the year for radical people. You know, yeah, it looks sure. like the 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 extremists, the people that we normally would be scared of, yeah, are somehow Creepy. getting. Yeah, they're getting yeah. up here. I mean, you look at a guy like Donald Trump. Um, Trevor Noah has been making jokes about him since <laughs> day one. Yeah. People people thought it was just a stunt. People yeah. thought he's just gonna do it, then he's gonna step down. Yeah, now there. he's there and he's still he's like, here. What? Hey, bro. No. You know, and geez, it's like that dude who entered the competition just for fun. Yeah. And you knew that you were going to win and he was entering for fun. You know, that friend of yours yeah. who said, let's enter him, but I'm just doing Jason, it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden Boom. people are like, yeah. And you're like, no, no, dude, you, you said you're going to leave. Why yeah. don't you want to leave? It's oh. like, dude, this is nice. I don't want to leave anymore. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like you're right about the extremist thing. And I, and I kind of, I've kind of been thinking about it for the last day or so after reading all this stuff uh, online about Trump and even reading about Julius and the way everything yeah. goes. And, and uh, you know what I think it is, man? I, I think, um, you know, the world has gotten so used to, uh, Almost being politically correct, right? Uh, I, even though, even though that's not a wrong thing, I'm, mm. I'm just, this is my theory, just looking at it objectively. Perhaps the world's gotten so used to our leaders being politically correct that they almost feel as if they don't have a standpoint, right? So even, uh, like Donald Trump and his ridiculous, uh, you know, comments and his over the top, um, theories, uh, you know, some people will buy into it simply because it's what he believes in. He's, yeah. you know, it's he's, he's taken a stand and he fights for that stand no matter what they say to him. Yeah. So I think a lot of people gravitate towards him sometimes not by what he's saying, but just by his his uh, 
his his almost his 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 dedication to sticking to his guns. I call it character, is what I call it. Yeah, yeah, character. I guess it is character. Um, I don't like him. I don't like his character at all. I think Donald Trump's a, a big wanker. But I think, uh, <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I I understand why objectively people might gravitate towards him because he is so outspoken, so sure of himself, so you know, so many yeah. different things. If you're not um, the sharpest tool in the shed, which I don't think most of his supporters are. You know, you'd be easily wowed by him, uh, and it's a similar case, perhaps in a in a in the, in the context of South Africa. You know, um, it, it, there's a lot of people that are gravitating towards Julius uh, from various backgrounds, though, because Julius is a fairly smart man. He articulates himself very well. He's got mm. he's got good ideas. You know, um, but I think once again, it comes down to his. Uh, his um, dedication to his beliefs and his standpoint and being firm in what he believes and people gravitate towards that no matter or sometimes it's it's actually more important than what it is you're actually saying. saying sure. So I think yeah I think that's where the world's at man and I think that's why where's these uh, extremists seem to be on the rise you know. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I was watching uh, uh, one of the the debates that uh, Julius Malema was having and then mm. you know he gets up there and he says, "We are poor," and I'm like. Wait, wait, wait. Who's we? Who, who, like, are you conclude? You, you part of that? No, you, 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 you mean your people are poor? poor. You know, like, like the you people, the people I represent are poor. You know, that, that, yeah. that's what you can say. Yeah. But yeah. But hey, you know sometimes. how it is, bro. Politics is just a, it's a massive game. It's, it's a, a huge game. game. Yeah. It's just manipulation. It's but, uh, basically it, what we're saying is it stand for something, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I have politics, bro. I mean, I mean like, like, <laughs> Like think about it, bro. You designed a logo. You got your color scheme. And you got like uh, a, a person who's doing marketing and branding. Like that's uh, a business, though. Sure. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like leadership is. Lit. It's weird, right? But but at the same time, like I think you must always take your um, whatever you've been hashtagging on Twitter, take that hashtag to the polls, bro. Sure. And and, and put an X down because I think uh, I think we I think us as young people we need to do something uh, and. Whatever it is you choose to vote for, whoever it is you choose to vote for, at least you are an active citizen in our democracy, which is which is something we have to appreciate. Hundred percent. And I mean, speaking on that now, uh, obviously we have a guest today, um, special guest by the name of Elias Masilela, and I want to get his view so that we get both sides of the story here, because I mean, mm. as we speak from a millennial point of view, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we need the other side of the coin. And then what we'll do is we'll all zone in on our friend, our way to here. And just be like, all right, guys. So uh, that X marks the spot. Where is it? Because we don't see it. Um, yo, I heard I heard Vaughn say all of that, man. But listen, I feel, uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like it doesn't make them that difference. You know? Nice. And we'll leave it there. And we'll be back. We'll be back right after this. Cliffcentral.com is joining forces with the Sympathy Sleeper, taking a stand for the plight of the homeless. We invite you to participate with us in the Sympathy Sleepout on the 28th of July, 2016. Join the ranks of leaders of change by using your influence for what truly matters. Sign up now for the Sympathy Sleepout on www.theceosleepoutza.co.za. That's theceosleepoutza.co.za. And that was just another initiative of basically trying to make the country a better place. But speaking of that, I mean, before the break, we we heard our young intern today just speaking about how voting doesn't really make a difference, or how votes. And I mean, like, I I understand where you're coming from because if you if you look at millions of votes versus one, I guess it's a bit of a true statement. But to get a better clarity on these things about where we've come from and where we're going, 
Where's the, who do we have in studio today? Uh, we actually decided to get a gentleman that uh, is is um, very clued up about things that we as younger, born free South Africa might not always know so much about. So here's a gentleman who's actually written a book. Uh, the book's also very politically, uh, let me not say politically inclined, but historically inclined. It, it tells, yeah. it tells about stories that, uh, sometimes are untold about, uh, guys from exile and so on as well. But let me not even, uh, try and, and, uh, talk too much on it, but let me actually hear it f- straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, Babu Ilyas, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. No, I'm, I'm great. I'm honored that uh, you decided to uh, come spend some time right here to, uh, at our show today. Um, sir, before we even get into um, quite a lot about the book and so on, let's, let's just get a, a, uh, an idea of Ubabu Elias. Uh, where's the, the Masilela family from? How did you grow up? Where are you from, sir? Simple introduction of Elias Masilela. I introduce myself as Umtwana Gamakoko. Yeah. I happen to be the author of the book, number 43, Trelawney Park, mm-hmm. which is a book that tells the story of a house in Swaziland, which we argue contributed significantly to the liberation of South Africa. Mm. This is a house that was established by the family in 1965. Yeah. And last year we celebrated 50 years of the existence of the house. And despite the fact that this house operated above ground, unlike other houses that the ANC was using in exile, mm-hmm. which were predominantly underground houses. This one was operating above ground for over 40 years, but was never touched. Wow. And, uh, and wh- who are the, uh, the, the people that would go in and out of this house? Do we, uh, are they people that we know of? Well, the, the, the spread is long in, te- sorry, is wide in terms of the people who came in and out of the house. But the book deliberately writes about what we call the ordinary people yeah. because these are the people that actually kept the struggle going mm-hmm. even when it would falter from time to time. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, what it does, it looks at the human side of the struggle. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question more directly, uh, people who've made use of the house is the current president, Jacob Zuma, mm-hmm. is the previous president, Tabum Begi, is the current uh uh, General of the South African National Defense Force, Jabu Shoke, and the previous uh, head of the South African Defense Force, uh, um, we used to call him Kepuz. I'm just trying to work out now what his actual name is now. <laughs> okay, you, go, you got the nickname going on, the AKA. <laughs> That's like, good like enough. You know him as Jacob Zuma. Yeah, I know yeah. Him as Jacob. <laughs> I, I know him as JJ. Like, <laughs> Oh, this is really interesting. This is actually, um, you know, things that we, we don't often get to hear quite a lot about. Um, what, what are some of those things that, uh, that you feel are untold stories? The things that you, you sometimes even get frustrated when you, when you hear young people or even people of South Africa, even if they're older and they're speaking from a point of ignorance and you yeah. think, Hey, Baba, you don't even know. Mm. I think, I think the biggest thing I always talk about is, how South Africans understand how the liberation was delivered to South Africans. Mm. To a large extent, we seem to think that we were solely responsible for our independence or our liberation. Yeah. And that is actually a misunderstanding of the struggle. Mm. If you don't have to even dig deep, you find that this liberation was actually, this freedom was actually delivered by people of the region, mm. people of the continent, and people of the world. 
And it is very important for us to understand that, mm. for us to be able to engage with the rest of the world in, within the right context. And what is also interesting, which is unknown to a lot of people, is that a country like Swaziland, small as it is, was very instrumental in South Africa's independence. When you read the records of the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Mm -hmm. you will see that a significant number of the operations of the ANC actually passed through Swaziland. And when I started counting them, looking at the frequency, I could even say 80% of the operations went through Swaziland. Mm. And what that actually means is that 80% of the operations were actually rooted through number 43. And that's what makes this house instrumental. Mm. Um, We didn't know about, we didn't fully appreciate as a family about the gravity of the contribution of the house until some operatives or some comrades came to us and said, Bomaslela, you seem not to understand the importance of this house. Mm. If you compare it to other historical sites in South Africa, and one of them actually made, made use of Lily Sleeve Farm just up the road from yeah. where we are today. He said Lily Sleeve Farm existed for less than a year, led to the almost the biggest disaster in the history of the ANC and almost halted the, the, the liberation process. Number 43 existed for over 40 years. The worst that we can record is the biggest defection of, uh, in the history of the ANC. The defection of Glory September. Lots of lots of lives were lost. Lots of houses were bombed, mm. but it was not to the same extent of uh, almost halting the the the, the, the liberation process. Mm. And so that's what makes this house unique. And the fact that it was set up by a couple that was basically uneducated. My mother went as far as grade two, studied in Hamanskral. Wow. My father Ooh. went as far as standard two studied in Bumalanga, but when Bantu education was enacted, they made a conscious decision which they acted on, that they will never expose their children to that kind of life, mm-hmm. a life with no education or a life with substandard education. Sure. They then decided to migrate to Swaziland in 1965, and the rest is history. Wow. wow. It, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, yesterday I, I uh, came into contact with a gentleman that uh, was serving in the, I think it was, uh, Umkonto Esizo because he, he ended up having to go into exile as well. He was living in Tanzania and serving from there. And, um, he was telling me that he left home at the age of 19 to go serve there. And I'm just thinking to myself, would a 19 year old in our time Never. be so conscious about, about politics? That they would make a decision to leave home and leave the parents behind. At 19, you just left high school. You just matriculated. You just matriculated. Would a matriculant follow, let's say if the EFF said, you know what, guys, this calls for us to have some of us go to Tanzania and to Swaziland, places we do not have parents, you do not have any money, you don't know how you're going to be fed. You're going thousands of kilometers away. To, you skipping con- you 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 literally going across the continent at I think, nineteen. I think uh, I, I don't know. I think it depends on the severity of your situation. But has it you know, like, has it not been? I don't know. Was it leadership? How can you make a movement so strong that people at the age of 
19, not not 25. Yeah. Eh? I'm talking about young people. I think, yeah, you see, I think it is It is actually, it's very impressive. But I'm just thinking about it from, from my context. Like, I think, uh, you know, us in in positions that we find ourselves in right now, we might never do that. I don't think we feel as passionate about any political movement uh, in in our positions because we've got opportunity. You know, we 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 I would think of it like go to Tanzania for a part, but your I, I can just go there and maybe work there or maybe I can start a business. Maybe I've got I've got the education, I've got the opportunity. So for me, I doubt it. But then I think like out of myself, and I and I and I think about masses of South Africans that don't have like anything else. You know, like back in the day, I can imagine that. You know, the liberation process was done because that was the only way to build a life. Like you, you people did what they had to do, you know. And maybe in today's context, there are still people in, 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 in the masses, you know, that, that would do that at a young age. I, I imagine the severity of your situation will determine whether or not you decide to. I, I don't know, Elias, you, am I you, you, You've hit the nail right on the head. Mm. It's context. It's all context. And the that. context today is totally different. There's a famous statement by uh, Solomon Matlangu, one of the youngest uh, freedom fighters to have been oh, to have been taken to the gallows in South Africa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he said, "On the dock, freedom or death." That was the choice that children were faced with at the time. Yes. And these are the people that we are celebrating as number forty-three. Yeah. Today, the choice can't be freedom of, or death. The choice today is. Do you want to be productive or do you want to be unproductive? Mm. And this cannot cause you to leave your country mm. uh, and go elsewhere and suffer. Now, the situation that we're faced with at the time had put, put very few options in front of South African youth. And they left the country. And when they left the country, they had two things in mind. To pursue their education or to go, to go and train, come back and fight. Mm. Now, the role of number 43 at the time was being a reception point for South Africans leaving uh, the country. And most of them were, most of the children that left were given one statement by their parents. As soon as you cross the border, find the Masilelas, they'll know what to do. And all of a sudden, number 43 became this above ground reception point mm. with the PAC accepting its members at the back and the ANC accepting its members sub two blocks away. The only question that we would ask when the, the children came through was PAC or ANC. They would then decide and be assured accordingly. When they get to the reception point of PAC or ANC, the next set of questions they would be asked, do you want to go and study or do you want to go and train? Mm. And they would make their decision based on that. Now, the celebrations that we do as the Masilela family under the number 43 foundation is to recognize those sacrifices that South Africans made. Mm. And this year's celebration, which is going to take place June 17 and 18 in Swaziland, is to, is to recognize those people that are least considered mm. as part of the movement or as part of the struggle. And that's the widows of the struggle. Yeah, the wives. The yeah. wives. Yeah. Those people who stayed at home when the, the, the guns were blazing yeah. to make sure that they keep the family together, disciplined mm-hmm. within those circumstances, and keep the South African families together in exile. And this year, we're celebrating nine of those women. That's amazing. That's amazing because 
you know, it's such a it's such an awesome thing because it's such it sparks such a consciousness in in you. You know, when you hear of these celebrations and and actually making a celebration out of something like that, which is not always noticed off the bat. You know, they're not not always spoken of. It it's 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 awesome because it even just hearing it now it makes me it makes me um it makes me feel some type of way. You know, it, it sparks a consciousness in in my own mind to think, oh, sometimes. You hear, we hear stories and we have conversations, but there's so much that we miss that, that in, you know, there's so much context we miss and so many unsung heroes, uh, that, that played parts in, in, in changing our, our whole nation that don't even get mentioned. In fact, most people probably don't even know their names. So I think it's, I think it's amazing that you bring that to the forefront because just as, um, cause just as, they were just as important as, as the Bikos, as the Solomon yeah. Maslangus, yeah. as every, as every, as everybody else. And the fact that it's females, I think it's even, it's more of a powerful thing, you know, because I don't think we, um, uh, you know, the world is so, is based on such a patriarchal system, you know, men are always praised and females are always sort of secondary. So I think it's, I think it's amazing that we bring that across. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, really, that's really, really amazing. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually in awe. Can I just interject here? The one thing that this really got me thinking about is that I've probably learned more about our own people, our own struggle stories from people like yourself, from um, National Geographic, but basically from every other source of information I can find besides what I got in school. And this for me was is a fundamental flaw because I shouldn't be surprised about what, what you're saying. I shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, and but there's probably other people in other. There's probably people in Tanzania that know more about my struggle or my country's struggle than I do, which is which is, it's 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 a bit of it's a shame, really. But I mean, and and that's why today, I mean, we you know we're speaking to a viewer today, yeah. and when the viewers are saying, "Listen, I didn't register to vote because I don't understand what the power of my vote is," you can't really blame them because yeah. nobody taught us, nobody took the time to write a book and say this is what happened in South Africa. It's, it's also because it's 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 because man like it's it's unfortunate but it is because of sort of why white dominated media, you know, white dominated um publications that print the textbooks that we read and we teach because that stuff is all doctored to this is what happened but you can tell when you're reading it like I went yeah. back and read stuff you know that I did in school about apartheid and they don't teach you the severity of apartheid. They don't teach you about What's left over after yeah. it happened? Like what we need to fix still? That, they but, numb everything because it's just it was bad, but it's over. That, yeah, no, you, you know what I mean. Like that's why. That's why. Like you know, the the concept of voting is not fully grasped um, because of the way it's been so diluted. Yeah, and and um, and sorry, Mister um, but just a last comment for me. It was just historic how Nelson Mandela in his last day in Parliament said, "The struggle continues." Yeah, every time I meet someone who says. It's been 20 years. I'm like, no, the struggle continues. You're right. The struggle does continue. And I think it's important you raise the point that you raised. Part of the reason we find ourselves in that position is because we don't write. Yeah. Mm. And we don't prioritize our history. Mm. And this can be located also in the commercial environment. We don't consume our own products. We consume American products. Yeah. And that is basically what caused us to write the book as a family. Mm. It was inspired or triggered by my son, who was six years old then, where we had gone to an unveiling of a tombstone in Mamelodi 
the tombstone of the guy who was the mastermind between behind the Pretoria Chess Street bomb blast, which I believe you know about. Mm. Right? It's what it was one of the most embarrassing operations of the ANC. And at that event, everybody that spoke spoke about Swaziland, spoke about the Masilelas. Never did they mention the family where he came from. So my son asked, what is this? Are you guys politicians? And we struggled to explain to him why the Masilelas were so prominent Mm. in an activity like that. Mm. And that sparked a thought in my mind that we are depriving our children and future generations of a history that they can be proud of if we don't write it. Mm. And that year we decided to write that's awesome. And to this very day, we're proud to have done that. But what is even more interesting is that we realize later that the mm. book actually doesn't resonate with everybody. Mm. When we gave the book to my, the, my aunt, my eldest, uh, the, the eldest sister in my father's family, her response to me was, Elias mm. can't read English. Mm. And that touched me very deeply. And we should have understood that. We should have anticipated that. Mm. right? And as a family, we then decided to go a step further and do a coffee table book. The same history in pictures. Mm. And what this coffee table book does, it's now accessible to the youth, Mm. the people who are lazy to read. And it's also accessible. (laughs) (laughs) It's also accessible to the older folk who never went to school. And it's not their fault that they never went to school. Absolutely. No. When I gave this book to my to 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 my aunt, the response was completely different. Hmm. Yeah, I must say I've learned quite a lot just by looking at the pictures. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're lazy to read. <laughs> like paragraph, paragraph. Ah, pictures. Yes. <laughs> I must really, I must really commend again. I think this is. I mean, I, I'm so happy that you have a couple of books here for us today because. Yeah. Definitely through Unplugged and In Charge at NPO, um, we know exactly where these, these books are going to be needed and where they're going yeah. to go. And I, I'll be, it'll be just an honor to have them all autographed, I think. Sure. Um, for those guys, because, um, it's, it's our history. It's us. You know, it's, it's like some kids don't even know what they, the, the definition of their names are. Mm. I get yeah. annoyed when people call me, um, not call me, but if, if you have someone with like a really ne- long name, like Tamsang, and all of a sudden it's Tammy, it's like, no, it's not. It's Tamsang. You know, have the effort to say the name. And we as people, <laughs> and we as people, you know, we, we allow it to have our own names diluted because of how yeah. we were taught mm. and raised. I've got a quick question, sir, just before we, we wrap up. Um, w- what do you think about South Africa's political climate at the moment? And what do you think needs to happen uh, in the space of the youth uh, to, to take South Africa into a progressive, into a progressive place? I am not going to answer you directly. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to use an anecdote. Uh, this year, one of the guest speakers we're having in Swaziland is Jayandra Naidu, mm-hmm. whom you know. An activist, was in the union, mm-hmm. and is now an investor. One of the leading business people in South Africa. When I went to him to try and establish what he's going to talk about, because we'd asked him to talk about business and the hurdles that business face in mm-hmm. doing trade or trading across the region. He says to me, Elias, I can understand what you're trying to do with the, with the topic. Mm. But for me, what is important is this badge that you're wearing. I'm mm. always wearing a number 43 badge. Mm. And he says to me, this badge was created and founded during a period of innocence. Today, 
South Africa is no longer that innocent. Mm. My role as a guest speaker this year is to help you to preserve this badge and preserve its innocence. Mm. That's the answer I can give you. Okay, I understand. I can get that in context. It's lit. Very, very um, lit. We must really thank you again And I think we want to have another one of these conversations Because this is something that I think We're going to need more than an hour Just to do a deep dive into That we know the proper contest Of where we've been to and where we're going Definitely, definitely So thank you very much once again, sir It has been absolutely a pleasure having you And also just being educated In in terms of things of the past And and, uh, it's always great to know where you come from So you can know where you're going as well Mm. And if yeah. anything, I'm pretty sure that our viewer now is going to vote. What's up with you? Definitely. Done your job. Done your job. And thanks to Cliff Central. And for us, you know, what is important, even if people don't make it to Swaziland, yeah. is to make sure that the message is spread as widely as possible. Absolutely. We send invites, 4,000 of those across the world. Mm. The important thing is hope that people will harbor the story and the history in their hearts and in their minds. Mm. Absolutely. I Wise think we'll, we'll, we'll do our part um, tweeting hashtag number 43 on the days. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll, we'll do our part and, and, yeah. and push it on our social media. You say that's on the uh, 17th of June and also 18th. on the 18th. 18th. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Thank we'll you very involved. much, Mr. Elias. Great uh, Masilela. <laughs> yes. Cool. So guys, on the, on a lighter note, um, I was actually using an Uber this morning, uh, just for a couple of er- errands. And, uh, while I was, uh, while I just got in, I noticed that my Uber driver was just dressed up. Mm. You know, he had leather jacket. He had Cavella, Versace shades. Mm. And I said, the first thing I said to him is, Wow, man, Uber must be paying really well. You dress very, very stylish. And he said, ah, I'm fit to eat. I'm a place. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And then he elaborated. Yeah. It turns out he's, he was actually talking the truth. He has a blesser, a woman who's blessing him. Shout out. Like I'm talking about full on everything. She paid for his car. Like he, he, he was still short of like 24 months to pay. She paid for the car. She paid for his Vashashi shoes, shades, everything. Man, this guy was laced up. Nice phone and everything. Then I asked what, how old is she? Cause the guy's 32. Yeah. She was born in 1952. She is 64 years old. And guess, guess what? Last question. Put up the music right there. Guess how old the mother is? 13 years younger than the blesser. <laughs> and just like that, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to fall into that same part where Wizza pretty much exposes you on Unplugged. I'll expose you, Baba. Uh, Take just- charge of your life. <laughs> Make some of your own money hey. and be in charge. Take charge. Yeah. Yeah. And know your history. Know where you're coming from. Know where you're going. And know your mother's age before you start dating people. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Until it's, next time. That's a wrap. We out. Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.